Welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by two of your usual hosts here. We've got uh, Tom Mannering. Hello. Who's laughing at me for like being really enthusiastic about the introduction again. And uh, myself, Josh Hartley. H- how are you doing, Tom? I'm doing fine. That's not why I was laughing. What I, was I, it? I, saw, I saw the record button flash up and mm-hmm. you beat me to it. But just before you said it, I was going to interrupt and be like, hello and welcome. And just try and oh, throw you off. right. But- you caught, you caught me. You, you managed to get ahead of me. Now, here's the thing. Like, I've always introduced the episode when I'm on the episode. I never recall discussing this with, like, Ben or, like, when we first started. So I don't know. I don't know why, but it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's, it's my thing to do now. It's like your trademark thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that's how, like, a lot of, like, and I, I appreciate it's not a catchphrase, but that's how a lot of, like, catchphrases and and things especially in in the olden days it wasn't necessarily a planned i'm gonna do this and try and make it become my thing or my catchphrase it just organically becomes part of the the character for want of a a better term so this maybe this is just part of your your character i'm doing finger uh, yeah he's doing the finger quotes thing uh you can't see that because this is audio only but, uh, <laughs> you can feel it though. I can, the audience can sense the finger quotes, implied finger quotes. Can I? Can I just uh, go off on a tangent here um, for a second? Right, there's a guy I have to deal with in work, right? And he uses like when he's emailing, he'll use like the inverted commas a lot. But it it it, it will be for stuff that just doesn't make sense. It's like. Hello, Josh. I'm here to introduce another customer in inverted quotes, and I'm like, oh, right? What What do you mean by that? Like, it could it could be worse, right? Because he could put "Hello, Josh" and have "Josh" in inverted quotes. Hello, Josh. Hello, Josh. That is your real name. <laughs> yeah, I. It's. It, I don't know if you you've probably come across this in your work as well, and I won't go too much into it. But like, I hate people. Who are passive aggressive in like emails and stuff yes. and like do things like that like it, the one that always cracks me up is, and you see it like referenced in memes and things is as per my last email and it's like yes well clearly as per my last email i didn't understand your last email so get it around you <laughs> uh um I, yeah i i don't think i'm if someone's really pissed me off by email, I will show it by ending my email not with a kind regards, but a simple regards. I do that. I do that. Like, right. You've, so you've so, crossed a line. <laughs> so hold on, hold on. Right. So Ben ends all of his emails just regards. Right. I, and I'm like, I, I, I've said this to you're telling the whole world you fucking hate them. I'm gonna have to bleep that out. You're, you're telling the whole world that you hate them. Uh, but he doesn't. He, he, he. I don't know for him. It's just how he signs off emails. But I've spoken to people who who don't feel the same way as us. Like, right. who think, like, just regards is perfectly fine. See, I will only do that in a formal email. Usually, if I'm like emailing like a um, a customer, or another company, or something like that, I, mm-hmm. if it's internal, I will say cheers because it takes away any kind of 
you know, concern over regards, kind regards, any kind of tonality. Sure. And it adds a, a slightly more informal sort of spin to yeah. it as well. Um, but I totally get it. Like, if I get one and it's like regards, I'm like, well, who's, well. who's got a, a bee in their bonnet today? <laughs> trying to find a nice way to say that. <laughs> you know, just, don't yes. know what I did to you, Sheila. Because <laughs> uh, it's always a Sheila. <laughs> she, I thought it was always a Karen. No, Karen won't speak to the manager. Okay. Sheila's passive aggressive, which weirdly enough, my my nan's name is Sheila. Uh, She's very passive aggressive. Oh, okay, well that (laughs) makes sense. Oh dear. Right, Uh, how's things been? Things have been good. Things have been uh, good, Uh, quiet for the most part, as is par for the course in in this this world we live in at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um... I've had a few games on. Uh, I took a bit of a break at the weekend. I kind of shelved my games for the weekend and decided I was going to have some some Tom time, you know, focus on me for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I sort of have had a a slightly extended break from games, but uh, got back on the the horse uh, or the starship, as is the the case last night. Uh-huh, uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, uh, I like it. and I'll, I'll talk about that a, a little later in the the episode. Um, but yeah, I've been good. I've been good. Uh, we've got our, our Age of Sigma uh, after this recording, uh, our Soulbound game. Uh, yeah, as well. Uh, Looking forward to, to it. Um, um, yeah, it's good. What about you? What's been happening? Yeah, in I'm the grand. Uh, well, we took a, we took a week off last week because I was taking a week off and specifically seeing my family again for the for like since for the first time since like last summer. So that was really nice. My, I, I've got a nephew and a niece, Gabe and Ivy. Ivy's still a little baby. Gabe, when I last saw him, uh, was like saying odd words, but that was it. His vocabulary has now exploded. Uh, it's not quite um, full sentences, but he's almost there. Like we, uh, me and my sister, his, his mum, took him out uh, shopping. We went to uh, the toy shop and I bought him some like toy animals, uh, and uh, we took him for uh, coffee afterwards. Not him coffee, we gave him cake. <laughs> like, we went to Cafe Nero, though. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> no, we did not give a two-year-old boy coffee. That That is a bad idea. But, like, it, it, we sat him down, and he, uh, he had, a, like, a, a plate of cake for him, and he's, he's just sat there just going, cake, please. And I was like, oh, here you go. Here you go, lad. Get it down, yeah. Um... But his uh, his most commonly used word is no, by like some margin. <laughs> like, can you do this, Gabe? No, I wasn't. I, I know I asked the question, but I wasn't. I, I wasn't asking a question. Do this? No. <laughs> right. Okay. I see how this is. Got that rebellion streak really early into his uh, his adolescent years. <laughs> his adolescent years. Yeah, he's. Terrible twos, terrible twos are a thing because he he was screaming down the house (laughs) once. So, Eh, it's fine. Kids, kids are a blessing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I like being an uncle. Being an uncle's great. Kids are Um, kids are great when they're not yours. That's that's kind of always been my, you know, when you can go away from the madness. mm -hmm. That's awesome. You know, this is your problem now. Yeah. This this kid's being adorable. Oh, they're being a nightmare. Not my circus. Not my monkey. See you later. 
kind of uh, my uh, my stance on them. As long yeah. as I can, can walk away. <laughs> yeah, as long as I can walk away, it's fine. That's, that's uh, frowned upon if they're your kids. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, downright illegal, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, just, no, I'm no expert. But but um, to tie it in with hobby stuff, so um, first of all, I actually got my hands on some of my Christmas presents for the first time. <laughs> oh, from last year? Yeah. Right, okay. Not, I was like, this a bit year. early. I'm not, get, I'm not getting Christmas presents like seven months early. I like the idea that you go visit home and you're in the attic straight away, like they'll be in here somewhere. Where are they? Where are they? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, so um, I got uh, Roots, um, which I'll get to the table with my family at some point. We, we never got an opportunity to do it. I'm. G- it's going to be interesting seeing how that goes with them because I think that's like right near the top of the sort of complexity level that I think my family would be able to like enjoy if that makes sense um so that will be interesting uh a couple of other uh, the disappointment was uh, my sister got me um the call of cthulhu's investigator handbook right um but it's damaged we didn't notice because i wasn't there physically opening it myself but when i opened it it's like the binding's gone so that's not good no i'll I'm going to see if I can get it fixed somewhere. Obviously, we're way too late to return it now. So, Well, um, maybe if you contact um, Chaosium, they might do something for you. Oh, it's them that never it. thought of that. And it might be that it was part of a run. They've maybe seen a, like a batch of these where there's been issues with something. Right. So give them, give them a shout. Bit of advice there as well. Uh, if you have issues with books you purchase, uh, speak to the manufacturer. <laughs> Yeah, go straight to the publisher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they uh, may well help you out. I've had that a couple of times with like um, when I bought things like legendary and champions. I've had sort of uh, miscast cards, you know, where they're the wrong size, or right, okay. and I've just gone to them and they've just like sent out the replacement card or or similar, and I just went straight to the manufacturer. And that's from like the states. Uh, yeah, wow. I had a, I had a really uh, just to, to kind of give them a bit of credit, albeit three years later, I had a really good experience with Reaper. Uh, who do like the bones miniatures yes. uh, for D and D and stuff? And I'd I'd bought a model from a, uh, a brick and mortar store uh, in Glasgow. Uh, mm-hmm. Got the model home, and it was a tr- it was like a treant, a little treant man. And he had it was like a solid cast model, but then he had two arms that you'd glue on. Sure. And if memory serves, the the right arm was there, but the left arm wasn't because it was under the right arm. So I had two right arms. So. I messaged Reaper, who are an American company, I think, and I said, look, I've bought this model of yours. I really want the model. I really like mm-hmm. the model. The shop only has this one in, and they're not getting it replaced. It's It's got one of the arms. It's not got the other one. Is it possible you could send me out the other arm? Mm-hmm. And they came back to me within about two hours, uh, which must have been like first thing in the morning for them. Uh, and they were like, we actually don't make that model anymore in plastic. Uh, but we've got the old metal cast. We've still got a few bits left. We can send you out that arm in metal, which is much more expensive. Probably that arm alone is more expensive than the entire plastic model. Yeah. Uh, and from America, three days later, I got the metal arm. Oh, wow. Post. Nice. So it was like the customer service was amazing. And like the turnaround was really good. And it's, it's that kind of thing that like always kind of leaves a really good impression in the back of your mind. Like about that company, which is mm-hmm. what it's why I still buy Reaper Bones models and stuff whenever I, you know I need them because I'm like, well, I know if something goes Pete Tong, I'll, yeah. I'll get a good uh, a good service. 
Um, so yeah, uh, just to get back to what you were saying, uh, go to Chaosium. What I want to know though, Josh, so you've, you've mm-hmm. gone home, you've seen your family, did you play Scrabble? Do, do you know what, Dan? We didn't. No? We didn't. No, we never got a chance. Um, it was you. quite a packed week. I mean, to be fair, so my sister and her uh, and, and my nephew, they were there for most of the week. And here's the thing, like, uh, when, when there's a little kid around... Like, people are either busy looking after the kid or when the kid's asleep, you're knackered. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, and afterwards, my dad is a huge golf fan uh, and it was the PGA um, was, when, was on when my sister was away. So, right. to be honest, like, that, what me and my dad would normally do would be, like, sit down and play a game of Scrabble against each other. But instead, we were up in the living room just having some beers and watching the golf instead right. so um so yeah but next time next time we'll have a game of scrabble okay um but i did make a trip to games workshop down in carlisle as well uh, to make some purchases our old stomping ground where we yeah. met in fact in fact indeed uh and your your old boss lewis is uh, still there of course so it was nice to see him and catch up he was actually asking after the podcast as well, which was really nice of him. But not so. me. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, I can't remember him asking about you. I'm sure he mentioned you. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure he did. Yeah. Fond um, memories. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, okay, so I, I went in just to buy, buy Black Primer, right? Lewis sold you a lot more than Black Primer. I came out with Black Primer, and then I was like, do you know what? I'm almost running out of uh, my, uh, the Iron Earth uh, crust, like the texture paint for bases. Yeah. So I'll get one of them while I'm here as well. I'm like, well, be kind of rude not to not to buy a model as well. So let's have a look at the Necron stuff and see what's. Uh, so okay, oh, there's a Catacomb Command barge. I'm gonna need one of those at some point. So I'll buy that. Okay, I'll get to the till. Oh, do you know if you if if you spend fourteen pounds more, you get this one of these exclusive coins for free? Well, I've just got to buy another model, so I I now I I went in with the intention of just spending what like was what it fifteen quid for the spray paint? Uh, I'm left sixty odd pounds lighter. <laughs> Lewis is he was great to work with, and he is a he's a mm. master of his craft, um, and. It, he is a very good salesman, but in such a way that it's not like sleazy sales. It's, no, it's, it's very natural. It's really, yeah. It's like, oh, I do, I do need one of those. You know, it's almost sort mm. of like a a sort of passive telepathy or something, where it's like just Jedi mind thoughts, trick, yeah, yeah, into your mind. Funnily enough, you went into uh, Carlisle Games Workshop. I went into Glasgow Games Workshop on Saturday. Hey, uh, so I also made my first sort of venture into town. Uh, oh, I... so you you went uh, when they were because they they hadn't started celebrating the store anniversary stuff when I was in on yeah. th- the Thursday. So you would you were there for that. In fact, I owe you money. You Damn. do owe me money. Uh, I was going to bring <laughs> that up uh, just to make a verbal threat on the air. No, um, so I went in uh, and I picked up uh, some of the anniversary models for yourself and Ben. Uh, I picked mm-hmm. up the new Necromunda set for myself because I'm some sort of weird crack addict when it comes to sets that have terrain in them because uh, I wanted that and mm. uh, Glasgow were great actually because I, I messaged ahead uh, and I said look I'm I'm coming in 
I know it's going to be the anniversary. I know it's going to be busy. And I, I don't want to stay. You know, I want to come in and I want to get out. Yeah. Uh, and I, I kind of planned ahead and said, like, I'll if you can put it to one side, I can just come in, like, grab it and, and get out the door. And they were spot on. You know, they had everything I wanted ready. Uh, I did end up like yourself. Uh, I went in and I was like, these are the things I, I want to buy. Uh, and they were like, oh, well, it's the anniversary. If you spend, uh, like, £10 more, you'll get, uh, I think it's like a dice tray or something I was, mm. I was uh, online for. Uh, and I was like well I mean I'd be a fool not to (laughs) Uh, so I ended up getting some uh, some Corvus Cabal uh, the uh, oh the Warcry Warcry Raven guys because I really like those models Yeah, Uh, and if we do play Warcry that's going to be my my faction of choice I remember seeing them being revealed at UK Games Expo and I went those are really nice Yeah, (laughs) I want those Yeah, back Uh, in the day memories um, <laughs> on the subject of Necromunda, so Ben's reviewed a copy of uh, uh, of the recent Necromunda set for Fauxhammer. Yep. We'll link link in the show notes. There we go. Um, kind of tempted to to give it a proper go. What w- would you be? Would you be up for it? And what what gang would you want dibs on? Uh, I would definitely be up for it, given I have six necromunda gangs because i've bought all the boxes uh Gee, okay yeah as well as all the terrain and all the the mains mm-hmm. like rule books uh i so when i i start, i actually did necromunda back in the day when it was first released mm-hmm. and i did i'm gonna mispronounce their name but i did i think they were called spryer or scryer or something scryers the um and they were like yeah, nobles the, the... The rich uh, kids, yeah, who who like had all this high tech gear and would hunt gangs, which is super dark. Uh, when I think about it now, it's a um, universe, I guess. Like, but they've not been released yet, which is a shame. Uh, mm. I kind of hope they do get released because I really like the the sort of background behind them. But I would do uh, Adeptus Starbites. Ah, the, the I was kind of eyeing them up as well, and well, not... no, they're mine, Josh. Okay, well. <laughs> Go on, what are you going to say? I was going to say, here's the thing with the Necromunda kits. They are amazing. Um, so much customization to it and so much detail. And that's kind of the problem. Like, Because the other one I was thinking was Escher. And I've, I've, I've built the Escher models that I have. But I'm looking at them and I'm thinking to myself, how on earth am I going to paint these, these guys? I'm going to mess this up so bad. So I was actually kind of thinking Arbiters because they're probably one of the easier ones to paint out of the range, right? I just um, like, I like the idea of police. like The police. You know, just, just like, oh no, the police! You know, just, you've got all these gangs kicking off and then you've just got the five all rock up uh, mm. and just throw down. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just kind of like that. I do have... I have two gangs of Eshers, uh, because they appeared in, in two of the boxes. Yeah. Uh, I have Meat Grinder Cult or something, I think they're called. Yes. Uh, Flesh Grinder Cult. I can't remember the name of them. Uh, I have Goliath and I have Delac or Delacue. I can never pronounce Delac. it. Delac. Delac. Uh, so, yeah. I ben, Ben's wanting to do Delac. See, they would be one of the other ones. Uh, the only other mm. one I would consider is Orlok, because Orlocks, I just like Orlok. Yeah, uh, they're like classic. The, the biker gang, right? Yeah, classic gangers. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's definitely something I'd be up for doing. 
Um, I definitely want to give it a go. Like, hobby-wise, I've still got, like, plenty of Necrons to work through, obviously, uh, having just bought more. <laughs> so it's been a while since I'll, I'll get around to painting something new, but... Um, but you're going to have a hell of a painted army when you get them all done. Yeah, and Ben's working on my Blood Angels at the moment. Well, actually, strictly speaking, right now, he's working on the Gene Stealers that are in Space Hulk. So, um, I think in a couple of months, uh, that should all be finished. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I've got, like, a fairly decent Death Guard collection, and I'll have, like, a pretty big Necron collection, and then hopefully a Blood Angels collection as well. So, I'll, I'll be the kid with all the toys. Nerd. So. Yeah, well, this is this is what we are, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's what you are. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that face. Wow. I, I wish uh, we were recording this video. <laughs> I, uh, I've i started planning a new army. Uh, oh, not for 40k, for Age of Sigmar. Um, so I've got the... I've just got Cursed City uh, mm -hmm. last minute. Um and the new Witch Hunter models come out this weekend. Well, they go for pre-release this weekend. Uh, the I think it's Father and Daughter, uh, yes. if memory serves, uh, which I, I just adore those models. And alongside the, the heroes from Cursed City, I was like, well, it looks like I'm doing Cities of Sigmar. Uh, so mm -hmm. I've planned out a thousand points of Cities of Sigmar, uh, which I will be doing come payday. I'll, uh, I'll be bulk buying... Uh, a thousand points, and then that's going to be my challenge. It's going to be build and paint that. Like that's, I'm going to put that on the table, and I'm going to, I'm going to get that. <laughs> I'm saying it. I'm not yeah. necessarily going to do you're it. Committing, you're committing to it on the podcast. I so. am. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to build and paint that, and, and that's going to be my focus. So here's the here's the thing that I like to do. I do like to set deadlines. Mm -hmm. So, do you have a deadline that you're going to commit to? Probably not, because the reality is I am very busy with other things. Sure. Uh, I have work. I run far too many RPGs. Uh, we have our crossover potentially coming up at the end of the year. So Ooh. as much as I would love to say, yeah, I'll have that done by September, I probably won't. Uh, mm -hmm. But I would hope to maybe have made a dent in it by the end of the year. That would be kind of my, my goal. If I have it built, sprayed, and, and maybe some... Uh, a couple of the units done, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, sure. Uh, speaking of Age of Sigmar, um, the Soulblight Gravelords came out uh, the other weekend, and I've got the I got I picked up the battle tome for them, so I've been going over that. I know what I want for the army, and it is all like blood knights and zo like vampire uh, lords on zombie dragons. <laughs> so, uh, I, so I figured out how to build it. Again, it's an army that I want to look really nice, so I don't want to paint it myself. That'll be the thing I get. I'll, I'll ask Ben to paint once he's finished doing the Blood Angels. Yeah, for me. So, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll be able to get maybe a, an Age of Sigmar game in at some point down mm. the line as well. Craziness. Forty yeah. K, Necromunda. Yeah, Age of Sigmar treating ourselves. Uh, so not? I do have some uh, I know we've, we've spoke about Games Workshop for a little bit uh, there is a little bit of news to touch on outside yes. of, of Games Workshop so my my fondness of Marvel Champions by Fantasy Flight Games is no well kept secret uh, there are some that have hinted I have a problem 
probably right. Uh, we've outright said. <laughs> um, no hinting. <laughs> so they've recently released over the last few weeks, maybe even months now, they mm-hmm. released the the last three boosters for the Guardians of the Galaxy. So you had Star-Lord, Drax and Gamora mm-hmm. are either out or coming out very soon. Um, but they've announced, I think it's today, uh, it's either today or yesterday, they announced the new sort of big box expansion. So Ooh. we've had the core set, uh, we had uh, Rise of the Red Skull, we had Galaxy's Most Wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is the Mad Titan Shadow. Uh, so this is Thanos, uh, ah, his right. cronies and the Infinity Gems. Uh, so they've they've spoiled a couple of the cards for it, and I, I won't go into too much detail because I appreciate I'm more interested in this than a lot of people will be. <laughs> However, uh, it does contain uh, Thanos as a, a villain. Uh, it does contain the Black Order, who are his kind of cronies mm-hmm. from the Infinity War film. Uh, it does contain the Infinity Gems, uh, and it has two new heroes, if my understanding is right. This is the only thing I'm a little less excited about from it so we've had like the avengers in the core mm-hmm. box uh spider-man uh we've yep. had like the guardians of the galaxy you know we've had a lot of really cool heroes doctor strange uh mm-hmm. and then they drop this awesome box that's got thanos in it and i'm like cool what are the heroes gonna be now yeah. josh you are a at most casual marvel fan yes so I think for you, this will this will be a good example of, of my issue with this box set. The two heroes are Spectrum and Adam Warlock. Do either of those names mean anything to you? Adam Warlock? Jesus. Adam Warlock sounds like a nickname someone has given like <laughs> someone has given to themselves. He sells a bit of weed on the side. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not, who the hell are they? So they are. They, I know them, right? Because I'm a comic right. nerd, and Spectrum has appeared in one of the recent TV shows. I won't say what, just because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, she mm-hmm. has appeared in one of the recent TV shows, albeit not by that name. Uh, Adam Warlock is hinted at in the Guardians of the Galaxy films, uh, and people did think he was going to appear in Infinity War, but he didn't because he's he's quite relevant to Infinity Gems, but they're quite right. obscure. Like they're not mainstream heroes by any stretch. Well, so I suppose if he his character is relevant to the Infinity Gems, that does make sense. Yeah, with him being in it, but pair him up with I don't know, like someone noteworthy, (laughs) (laughs) someone of some import. Uh, I mean, like I'm not necessarily saying I even know who who would have been better for this box. But Spectrum is a fairly, not obscure, but certainly doesn't take, you know, main build. Not a headliner. Yeah. Um, Adam Warlock, fair enough. If you really want to put him in there, fine. I think he would have been better as like a, a, a follow-up pack, mm. you know. Uh, although I wonder if they're kind of putting them in there because they're the two heroes they think people probably wouldn't get if they put them uh, in separately. Yeah, there we go. Because Th- Thanos is going to be a big draw as a villain. Yes. And the Infinity Gems as a storyline is going to be a big draw, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, which is great. And I'm I'm all for that. But yeah, I was just a bit like, really? Like, these guys? Um, so that was a bit 
Uh, a, a small disappointment to what is otherwise a very exciting uh, box set, and I'm really looking sure. forward to, to getting my hands on that in August uh, of this year, if all things go to plan. So What's the space, guys? Who knows? We might get to play Marvel Champions at some point. I mean, maybe. Who knows at this point? You know, I, I haven't played a game in so long. It's like that meme of the, yeah. it's the woman been from Titanic. It's been 82 years. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel like when I look at some of my games, and I'm like, man, I remember playing those with people. Mm. Uh, I was chatting to a few of my my friends that I do, I used to do board gaming and card gaming with, and they were like, you know, it'd be nice to actually get together and play again. I'm like, yep, yeah, it would, it would be really yep. nice. <laughs> you are you are 100 correct. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal the stage for a little bit longer as well because I wanted to talk about something else. If you'll Star Trek, if you're familiar, yes, Star Trek, Star uh, Trek, nothing but Star Trek. Star Trek. Are you alright? Are you having an episode? I'm tired. <laughs> it's been a long week. <laughs> yeah. So I might cut that. <laughs> no, keep it in. Okay, alright. I go. want our, our viewers to get an authentic Josh experience because then they'll understand the shit that I put up with on a wow. weekly basis. <laughs> wow, man. You hurt. You hurt. That cuts deep. It's deep fern. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just nearly forgot what I was talking about then. Star Trek, uh, yes, <laughs> sang a song. Damn it! I know, I know. Everybody knows that'll haunt you now. Uh, <laughs> you'll be like a CEO in like twenty years, and one of your employees is just going to come out and play a song of you. If you met me, there is no chance I'm being becoming a CEO. <laughs> like... Oh, mate, it's a it's a new world. Mm. You never know. Um, anyway. So I think I, yes. I alluded uh, an episode or two ago that I was planning uh, a Star Trek game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Trek Adventures, it's um, a system done by Modiphius, mm-hmm. uh, who I have spoke about and I've reviewed uh, in writing on, on our website as well for some of their systems. Uh, and last night was my first game uh, with my group for this. Uh, and it was awesome. I had, like, I cannot say how good this system is. Uh, oh, wow. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's both simple but robust at the same time. Um, in that it's the basics are very simple to get your head around. You know, you can really kind of get your teeth into it uh, quite easily. But then there's plenty of stuff you can expand on mm-hmm. uh, and, and kind of add to it. Uh, so we ran our first game uh, set in the sort of uh, next generation, tail end of the next generation era. Um with our, our crew and our ship, um, although they haven't got to their ship yet, uh, the Ooh. the adventure started with them en route to to basically join their new ship on a, a runabout, mm-hmm. a little shuttle, uh, and they got in in very uh, typical Star Trek fashion, they got a distress call, uh, so they made a detour to to deal with the distress call, and it was a science station uh, that was dealing with some uh, uh, ion storm and radiation uh, issues. So mm-hmm. we had a we had a little adventure and it was it was a good really good session. It was quite short uh, because I ran just a very a very brief kind of introductory scenario. Um, that it's actually the one from the the core rulebook, so I won't give away too much just so sure. no spoilers. Um, but yeah, we we ran through this uh, this scenario in the back of the core rulebook and it's great. Like it's it's much like how I run Star Wars for you, and we found it to be quite a narrative system. That encourages sort of player agency and player, mm-hmm. you know, almost giving the players a little bit of control 
over the game so it does become that collaborative storytelling experience which sounds really douchey but it is no but like that's a thing right yeah that's what Um, rpgs are all about right in theory uh (laughs) so yeah it, it really kind of encourages that sort of play style you know where you are all kind of engaging with the story and you're you're contributing mm-hmm. to crafting it. it has some really interesting mechanics it uses uh something called momentum uh which is as you succeed on tasks you build up momentum that can help you succeed on more tasks oh cool uh, right but it's a resource you still have to manage mm-hmm. uh but conversely the the gm uh builds up threat which does similar so it's a little sure. bit like the light side and dark side points that you have in star wars but mm-hmm. they work slightly differently uh, in how you accrue, accrue them and utilize them. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was really, really cool. Um, really enjoyed that. I'm, I'm really looking forward to running some more of that uh, in June. Uh, and I'll, I'll maybe keep you updated on that. Uh, I'm going to see if I can get my players to maybe do some uh, like character logs. You know how they have like the captain's log. Captain's uh, log. Uh, Star like dates. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I found right, so I I spent a lot of time prepping this game. I went, I, I think I showed well, you a picture. Uh, yes, I I've, I spent all of yesterday prepping this game as well as the prep I'd done in advance. And I think more than any other game I've ever done, I invested arguably too much time into <laughs> to some aspects of this. So I had a soundboard for like sound effects in the game, like phases, nice. torpedoes. Uh, tricorders, beaming effects, you know, the, the works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did music and things which I would normally do anyway on Roll20. Um, I did uh, what's called a Lacars interface, which is the the backdrop they have on the ships, like the, the ship's computer screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I used, and I showed that to you, Josh, where I put all like the, the characters' profiles inside it as well. So they had like kind of their manifests on the, the ship screen, and that was kind of nice. the backdrop. On yeah. Roll Twenty, um, one of my players uh, is a bit of a uh, a wizard video editing, and uh, I'd kind of told him what we were doing, and he put together a little like intro video that's like kind of the credit scene at the start. So it has oh, music nice. and like the ship flying around. And Do you has, get like, the next generation uh, music as well? We didn't use the next generation music because we wanted to have it. We wanted to have its own theme tune. Okay, uh, cool. So we took. I can't remember which one it is, but we took basically one of the orchestral scores from one of the original season movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's is it the Journey Home. Might be the Journey Home, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, and he had like so, had voice dubbing over it and everything as well. So we had like the as the session opened, and I'm going to get a bit nerdy here, but we did like a cold open, which is mm-hmm. for people who don't know the lingo is is like the scene that happens before the credits roll. Yes. Uh, so we did kind of a cold open where the characters were introduced and sort of this distress call comes in and they put in a course and then like I, I ran the credits uh, well he ran the credits for me um, and we had the credit scene and then they come back and like I did commercial breaks through it as well so we could like there weren't oh, commercials man. didn't go that far but we took like breaks for like when commercials would roll as well so that you could kind of go away and stuff so it was, it was really good fun um, somewhat a bit different uh and and just kind of expanding my my range a little bit i know it it would never have even occurred to me but yeah it's not often i haven't played i tell a lie there's one game that i've played that is set in a universe that's primarily a tv show 
and that's Duck that one-off of DuckTales <laughs> yeah. that you did for us. But yeah, that, of, of course, that's like quite a unique thing to Star Trek uh, amongst like the regular sort of RPG settings is it's based on a TV show, so you can have fun with that as well. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because they, they factor that into how the game works. So right. it actually uses uh, some of the lingo uh, around that. So you have scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you would have a scene and then you have like a scene transition. And that has an in-game impact. So uh, like when you transition from one scene to another, you lose momentum. Uh, mm-hmm. But equally, when you transition from one scene to another, you heal up a little bit. Uh, sure. Because you tend to find in TV shows, people heal quicker. So yes. you know they can keep the story moving. Uh, so you have things like that uh, that are kind of built into it, which we kind of noticed is a bit of a, a missed opportunity because, as as much as they have that, the games master is still called a games master, and we were like, should he not be called a director? Yeah, director. Yeah. In this in this circumstance, but it's it's interesting because I never really, for as long as I've played role playing games and like D and D, Pathfinder, Call of Cthulhu, I've always just sort of ran it as if i'm almost kind of a narrator uh yeah but something i learned from kind of watching some other shows and and sort of interacting with the gms is is almost directing it like a a film or a tv show and like Mm -hmm. describing almost what the camera sees rather than what the players see which works surprisingly well because it allows people to visualize it yeah, I well, I noticed you started doing that with Star Wars, which yeah. makes sense again, being being based on a film franchise. Yeah, uh, and you would talk about it like we were watching a film and yeah. discuss our camera pans up or pans down to the planet, that sort of stuff. And it's cool. It's it's different from like playing your D- Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder, but like you say, it, it helps people like visualize exactly what's going on, which is neat. It gives you that that atmosphere of it being a film, or mm. you know, and it because you relate that you think Star Wars, you think film, mm-hmm. uh, or TV show. Now um, you think Star Trek, you think show uh, or film because that's both as well. Yeah. Um, but you you don't think that with like Pathfinder and D and D for obvious reasons because the D and D films films garbage. Uh, so I've got it. I've got it. I've never watched it. You've never watched it. I've never watched Go it. Go and watch it. Someone Go. got me the DVD years ago, and I, I I've got that, and um, I take part in a white elephant, and Barry uh, got me. Barry being one of the guys we play RPGs with. I happened to pick the present that he chucked in, and he got me Howard the Duck. The oh, that's a bad film as well. <laughs> so I need to watch that. As that well has not aged point. well. Um, <laughs> so that, I hear in the, the Me Too the era, look, that is. That I mean, is the, not... like the 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 duck looks nightmarish. Yeah. On it. Um, no, I. You should watch the D and D film. It isn't good, but it is. <laughs> it is an experience you need to have. Yeah. Uh, because Jeremy Irons chews the scenery in a way I have never seen an actor chew the scenery uh, nice. in my life and it's just it's so whoever put that film i'm getting off topic right but whoever put that film together why break the habit of a lifetime <laughs> <laughs> screw you has never <laughs> has never played a game of D in their puff right because no. it, it it doesn't relate very well to any half decent D adventure it the characters are either like 
borderline offensive co- cookie cutter stereotypes or bland as anything. I can't remember. I think it's like I can't remember her name. The the woman who plays like the princess in it is is a good actress, but in that film she is terrible. She was cashing a paycheck yeah. so hard that you wouldn't believe it. But there's a guy in it and and he kind of makes it and, and gives it a little bit of charm without mm-hmm. intending to. I don't know the actor's name. He's not a big actor. But he plays a character called Damodar, and he is basically the he's Jeremy Irons, who's kind of the the mad wizard, if you will. Mm-hmm. He is his bodyguard and henchman. Mm-hmm. But this guy, bless him, uh, he he wants this to be a, like a serious film. He wants this to be his career maker, mm-hmm. uh, and he gives it his all, and he he can't because it's a terrible film. But he gives it his all, and they they give him this like really bad looking armor that looks like it came out of like a costume shop okay. he's got like purple Ugh. lipstick on which is fine but has is never like addressed that he's you know anything like that he's some sort of strange race that he has some sort of infection you know that whatever plays into this uh he's whether just it's just like, like a scene kid basically yeah <laughs> it's it's like he's like the but he's like a, a big butch bold guy Mm-hmm. With then this like purple lipstick and fine that if if that's his style, it's an aesthetic. You do you, yeah. but it's just so like jarring against yeah. everything else, <laughs> kind of without any context. And he he tries to do this like one dramatic scene where he's again off topic. He's talking to the the wizard girl in it, mm-hmm. and he's basically the main bad guy's infected him with something. Uh, and he's talking to her and he's like look at me look at me and he tries to deliver this like seriously pain oh, line and you're like "Ooh, this is not good so yeah go oh, and watch no. it okay oh, you, heartily you recommend <laughs> yeah oh but yeah that's uh that, so that's my uh take on a the D movie and b uh, <laughs> the star trek role-playing game by modifius check it out if you haven't already yeah oh it sounds awesome <laughs> Sounds it awesome. Is. It's really good. Anyway, I think uh, on that note, shall we wrap things up for this week? Sure. Yeah, awesome. Well, look, guys, as always, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, take care. Bye. Bye.